Okay, you ready? You can hear me okay? Great, we're on? Perfect. Awesome. Let's go. I'm Peter Little, lead pastor at Christ Pacific Church in Huntington Beach, California. We're cultivating a community of faith, hope, and love that follows Jesus into the world. And you're listening to our Sunday Sermons podcast. To learn more about us or to subscribe to this podcast, visit us at cpchb.org. Thanks for listening. I had planned on preaching through our sermon series called Cruciform, Shape of a Given Life. Today was going to be me preaching on the text from 1 Peter, which is all about how Jesus bore our sin. He took upon himself the sin of the world, but it just didn't seem like it would land to preach that sermon today, given our context. It feels to me like this is a time for a word that's more clearly directed at today's situation. As you know, there's a lot of uncertainty with regard to this COVID-19 virus and, and what it means for us and for the future and just what the next few days and weeks and months are gonna look like. So I felt like it was more appropriate to speak a word more directly aimed at our context today. Our perspective in troubling times is important. Our worldview shapes how we understand reality. So what is a Christian worldview? What is the perspective that a follower of Jesus can have in both good times and difficult times? The first place my mind goes is Jesus' very first sermon that he preached when he came to Galilee. It's from Mark chapter 1, verses 14 and 15. Here's how it goes. Now, after John, that is the Baptist, was arrested, Jesus came to Galilee, proclaiming the good news of God and saying, The time is fulfilled, and the kingdom of God has come near. Repent and believe in the good news. Jesus came to Galilee, proclaiming the good news of God. First of all, It's important to us to note that Jesus proclaimed the good news of God and that there is no bad news that can take away that good news. The good news that Jesus proclaimed so many years ago is the same good news for you and me. It's operative today and will be forever. And we are good news people. We have heard the good news proclaimed by Jesus. We've received the good news of God proclaimed by Jesus. And we are proclaimers of that good news. Now, what does it mean for us that we are good news people? Well, I think that even in difficult times, we are primarily shaped by the good news that Jesus announced. Now, we never deny hardship We never pretend like all is well in the world. Hardship is real. Struggle is real. All is actually not well in the world. Yet in the midst of hardship, our primary defining storyline is good news. And you and I need to remember this, especially in times of trouble. A good question to consider these days is, How can I demonstrate the good news of God to my neighbor during this time? Our mission statement at Christ Pacific is that we 
are striving to cultivate a vibrant community of faith, hope, and love that follows Jesus into the world so our neighbors may also experience God's goodness. Or we could say God's good news. So the question that we can be asking ourselves in these times is how can I demonstrate the good news or the goodness of God to the people around me? Now, what is the good news of God anyway? Well, that phrase good news is sometimes translated as gospel in some of our Bibles, and and that is just the word euangelion from the original Greek. Sometimes we just translate it as good news because that is what it means. That is what the gospel is. So Jesus proclaims the gospel of God, which is good news. He proclaims the euangelion gospel of God. He says the time is fulfilled and the kingdom of God has come near. So repent and believe in the good news. Now, the good news here has two parts. It has both a time and an event, a time and an event. Jesus says, first of all, that the time is fulfilled. What kind of time is it, Jesus? There are two words in Greek that can be translated as time. Chronos, which means tick-tock time. In other words, what time is it? Is it 9 a.m. or is it 9.30 a.m.? Chronos, that's tick-tock time. The other word for time in Greek, which is the word Jesus uses here, is opportunity time. It's the kind of time we talk about when we say the time is right or the time is ripe. Jesus says, now is the kairos time, the opportunity time. The time is ripe now. For what, Jesus? What is the time right for? It strikes me that we have an opportunity in these times today to be the church perhaps like never before. To be good news people. To bring relief where there is anxiety to bring peace where there is chaos, to bring toilet paper to those who didn't buy enough in time, (laughs) to bring food to those who are confined to their homes, to help parents whose kids aren't going to be in school for a little while, to be beacons of hope and people of peace. We have quite the opportunity in these times, in this Kairos time, So Jesus announces that the opportune time has come, and he announces an event. What's the event? The event is that the kingdom of God has come near. Why? Well, because the king has shown up. Because wherever the king is, that's where the kingdom is. John's gospel account puts it this way. The word became flesh and dwelled among us. Zechariah puts it this way in Luke's account. By the tender mercy of our God, the dawn from on high has visited us to give light to those who sit in darkness and in the shadow of death and to guide our feet into the way of peace. When Jesus arrived in flesh and blood, his kingdom came near. Probably the single most quoted verses this week and probably for the weeks to come, come from Paul's letter to the Philippians. 
It's Philippians chapter 4, verses 6 and 7. And these are quoted for very good reason. Listen to this. Paul says, Do not worry about anything, but in everything, by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God, and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. That's a wonderful promise that the peace of God will guard our hearts and that we don't need to be anxious, but that instead we can pray. But so often, the most important part of those verses gets left off. Verse 6 begins with, Do not be anxious about anything. But why? Why not? Why not be anxious? What good reason is there in the world to not be worried or to not be anxious? And that's where the most important part comes in, which is just one line before in verse 5 of Philippians chapter 4. It says, The Lord is near. Do not worry about anything. That's the linchpin. The Lord is near. The kingdom of God is at hand. The king has arrived. The kingdom is breaking in. So you and I don't need to be anxious about anything. But instead, we can simply, in a prayerful and thanksgiving posture, present our prayer requests to this living God whose name is Jesus and who has come near. What is his kingdom? What is the kingdom of God? Well, a simple way to understand the kingdom is to think of it as anywhere the king exercises his influence. That's how kingdoms worked, particularly in the ancient world. There were often less uh, geographical boundaries to kingdoms and more just how far did the king's influence extend. And that's how far the kingdom extended. So wherever Jesus, the king, is exercising influence, that is the kingdom of God. And what kind of influence does King Jesus exercise? Well, when Jesus has influence, the poor receive good news. When Jesus has influence, captives are released. The blind see and the oppressed are set free. When Jesus arrived in my life, when he burst into the scene in 1997, I was given eyes to see. My blindness turned to sight. One of the things that I was able to see was was myself the same way that God sees me. And other people the same way that God sees them. My blindness was turned to sight. And I was set free from all kinds of compulsive behaviors. I was a captive to sin, but Jesus set me free. You see, Jesus' arrival changed everything in my life. That's because Jesus' arrival in Palestine changed everything in the whole cosmos. Jesus' arrival changed reality. It changed the course of history. Jesus overcame death, sin, and the devil. And this is the most important reality today. It also happens to be really good news. 
So even, and especially maybe, in light of COVID-19 and the challenges we face, the most significant reality for us is that life is shaped by the birth, life, death, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. The opportune time has come, Jesus says. The kingdom of God is at hand because King Jesus is at hand. We're invited to respond to this good news. Jesus says, repent and believe the good news. Turn towards Jesus. That's what repent means, to turn around, to turn away from your evil ways, to turn away from a self-centered life and to turn toward a Jesus-centered life, to make Jesus your true north, not COVID-19 being your true north. Let's have some fun with this word, repent. This word that means turn away from your evil ways and turn toward the living God. Well, what are some things that we could turn away? And like I said, let's just have some fun with this. We could turn away from a few things. We could turn away from coughing into our hands and we could turn towards coughing into our sleeves. Eh, Why not? We could turn away from going to work when we're sick and turn towards staying home. We could turn away from holding hands in a circle to pray and turn towards simply praying together in the same space. We could turn away from dirty hands and turn towards washing our hands copiously. By the way, I think hand lotion is going to be a top seller these days. If if you aren't needing hand lotion, it probably means you're not washing your hands enough. My hands are about to crack off. Wow. Do you know that song, give us clean hands, give us pure hearts, let us not lift our souls to another? Yeah, that's definitely going to be topping the charts this week. In all seriousness, let us be good news people, shaped by the reality that the Lord is near, that Jesus has already arrived and he has promised never to leave us, but instead to live in us by his Spirit. Now may be an opportune time like no other to be good news people for our neighbors, for our colleagues, for our families, for our friends. Now is the opportune time. And let me close with these words from Jesus to his disciples. This is John chapter 14, verse 27. Jesus says, My peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not let them be afraid. Gracious and living and present Jesus, would you help us today with a number of things? Help us, first of all, not to be anxious, but to put our hope in you. Help us to be wise and prudent when it comes to following the good advice of our local health professionals. But help us to keep in mind that you shape reality. And God, would you empower us by your spirit to be people of good news, to be people of peace, to be people of hope for the sake of others. May it be so. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.
Thanks for joining our Christ Pacific Sunday Sermon Podcast. To hear more of our sermons, or to subscribe, or to learn how you can be engaged with what we're up to in Huntington Beach, please visit us at cpc.com.